hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 124. Too hot. Get some air conditioning. That's all I have to say. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Don't trust the captain. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Hot. Captain who? Uh, Captain Feathersword. Just don't trust the captain. Don't. Don't do it. Whatever you do. Don't mm. trust him. What about uh, Master Bates? <laughs> he's, he's now talking about Captain Pugwash. Okay. It's... Uh, he doesn't trust Captain Pugwash. Well, I wouldn't oh, be the best boy, uh, cabin boy called Master Bates. <laughs> it is uh, Box Cutters episode 124. It might be a little bit shorter than normal. We were supposed to have a guest. Guest did not turn up. Mm. Mm. Say that up front, just in case we don't have enough to crap we, we, on about. We, we should, actually, we should I think actually... to make up for that, he should come in next week. No, this freaking phoning. We, we we should actually clarify here before she gets too nervous. We we actually had two guests this <laughs> yes. week. Yes. One of them showed up. One, one of them did. One of them did show <laughs> as, up as as requested. Yes, yes. So uh, Anna Brain is going to be in it to talk about Project Runway. Yes, which is the... great because it's a show that n- none of us have seen. No, and she's uh, she does a bit of goss and glam with uh, Melbourne newspaper MX. She's uh, she's in charge of the goss and glam section, so she's going to goss and glam us up a little. I like mm. that. Mm. I like I like the sound of that. Because mm. uh, some of us could do with some glamming up. Mm. Some of us could do with some gossing up. I don't know what that means. <laughs> We've got uh, some crap TV uh, later on in the show. We've got uh, Raywatch, Brett. No, 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 no Raywatch. No, no Raywatch. Ray that was that's gone. But what happened with this? Classifications business. Well, I was sitting on the edge of my seat all week, so I know, I'm hoping there's a follow-up to that. Because it was such an interesting segment <laughs> last week. It's a little bit of a, a, a follow-up. Have we had a response from Free TV Australia? Do you want me to tell you now? Or do you want to wait until... Let's, let's make it a segment. We've got the time. Yeah, let's, it is a segment, Brad. That's, oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. We've got the quiz. We've got some pork. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. Brett, what have you got for us? <laughs> In uh, top rating uh, current affairs news, Eddie Maguire, off the uh, success of his interview with uh, Sam Newman, uh, is going to continue to interview his buddies for 60 minutes <laughs> every Sunday night for the uh, next two years. Wow. That's uh, $5 million well spent. The next, next two years. Uh-huh. Next two years. Brett Cropley's uh, news this week, of course, all made up. But that's, that's good. That's, two he's, years. He's good, though. You he's, put him on the spot and he, he, and he, just, he, he pulls it. it out every time. And it sounds mm. realistic, which is scary. Well, curiously, I, I did look at... I, I, have, uh, I have been aware of my surrounds as uh, we've gone on. There was a, uh, a bit of a brouhaha at uh, Ray Martin's Going Away Do with... Uh, I think it was one of the journalists from 60 Minutes saying that he can't believe that uh, they, they call that shit news basically what are they doing on 60 minutes <laughs> uh channel 9 management are looking into the situation that that was a great story it's, I, I read that as well uh also i, I read on uh uh tv tonight uh mr tv was uh, was saying that ray martin is not going to be hosting star dancers mm-hmm. uh and on top of that uh although he we- hasn't ruled out uh, australian idol or so you think you can dance that's right that's right it's very funny very funny. Uh, in real news, Ross. Well, which one would you like? Uh, one about st- Channel 9? Channel 9. Channel 9 because with, of... Uh, start with Channel 9. Uh, Amy Parks, a young lady, has been signed as the latest reporter to uh, Channel 9 News Melbourne. Amy actually has a background in journalism and I think did the... Uh, journalism degree at RMIT but while this is why this is noteworthy is she was last seen and probably best known for her work as one of the co-hosts of Quiz Monkey. Oh really? Mm. So uh, obviously that's that's the way into the Channel 9 newsroom. Well that's that's good that's uh, mm. I, you know what I, I don't know which would be 
a worse way to, to get into the Channel 9 newsroom through Quiz Monkey or through uh, Country Victoria. <laughs> yep. they, 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 both, they both seem like some kind of purgatory yes, to me. <laughs> and so had she, had she, was she part of the group that uh, was on Quiz Monkey and then the Mint came along and they were all kind of out of a job, but yep. now they're back? Was she back on the mint? I, I don't know. I, I What I actually found most disturbing about this story, I I didn't actually know which one she was. And so I did a bit of a search on the internet and very disturbingly found there's many YouTube tributes to Quizmonkey <laughs> where people have just edited together bits of Quizmonkey. I wouldn't really call it highlights, and it's not really lowlights. It's just kind of lights of <laughs> Quizmonkey. Just, it's just, you know, footage of, like, Nikki, whatever her name was, dancing. And then she says, oh, no, this will be on YouTube tomorrow. And then whoever's uploaded it has added the text. Yes, it will. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> So, I mean, that's what I found. That's what I found really disturbing. But, but what, how- what I find disturbing is that the mint, which is on TV now, actually makes Quiz Monkey look good. It was it was very yeah. entertaining compared to what they're doing on the mint. Yeah. Oh, the the, the mint is just terrible. Mm. It, mm. It, you're right. It it does make me nostalgic for Quiz Monkey. Yeah. Which is just wrong. Which made you nostalgic for infomercials. So yes. I mean, it's, it's it's just a it's just a slippery sliding slope. Well, because no matter how much Quiz Monkey I watched, my abs were not getting any tighter. That's true. That's true. And and uh, you know, that's all I want. Seven minutes. <laughs> that's all I want. Uh, in Sam Raimi news, not usually a name associated with television. Sam Raimi, uh, I think I alluded alluded to this some months ago. Sam Raimi, director of Evil Dead. Evil Evil Dead Dead 2, Evil Dead 3, Army of Darkness, Uh, Quick and the Dead, A Simple Plan, mm. Spider-Man, The Gift, Spider-Man 2. That's all I can remember off the top of my head. A Simple Plan. That was the Billy Bob Thornton. Yes. Yes. Uh, Sam Raimi is going to be doing a horror-themed reality show. Called 13, uh, it will have uh, contestants living in a horror scenario. So it might be a cabin on a lake. It might be a haunted house. It might, it might be any, any one of these things. And uh, and the way they get eliminated seems to be that they get killed off. <laughs> but not necessarily in, in real life. But it is, uh, it is going to be you know, who can survive the bloodshed scenario. <laughs> I'm really interested to see what this ha- what this has in store for us. I think it's going to be a very interesting show and should be a, a lot of fun. Sam Raimi, I think, is is one of the greatest and uh, seemingly underrated directors around. Although now that he's done Spider Man, horror horror reality though doesn't have a very good track record. No, there was that awful one with uh, Shannon Doherty. Yes, whatever that was called, uh, Scare Tactics. Scare Tactics. Mm. That was. I mean, that was just awful. That awful was, television. That, it was really, really bad. Mm. I think... I, I'm prepared to say uh, that Sam Raimi's stamp of quality on it, sh- you know, it promises pretty good things from it. This, this would be, though, you'd think more like uh, the, the contestants know what they're signing up for. Yes. This was kind of uh, Monster House style uh, horror. Yes. In the other one, you know. Uh, they pick up a hitchhiker and the hitchhiker tries to kill them and they say, oh, surprise, you're on camera. You're on a really funny show. You're on Monster House. Yeah. Whereas, uh, <laughs> who's a what now? The, uh, the, uh, so, yes, the, the contestants know what they're, they're getting in for. Mm. Uh, but it also reminds me of the, the terrible film My Little Eye, which came out a, a few years ago, which was about people knowing what they were getting in for in, into this uh, reality type scenario for the internet mm. and uh, end up killing each other. So I, I am looking forward to, to seeing what happens here and, and how they do manage to make it scary and if they manage to make it scary for the audience as well as for the contestants. That should be really interesting. It's going to be called 13, uh, so look out for that. And he's also produced a series called Wizard's First Rule for ABC Disney based on the Sword of Truth books by Terry Goodkind. Which I've never heard of, but apparently very popular. Eleven books thus far, and uh, that's uh, that's going to be starting in the states shortly as well. So uh, Sam Raimi getting into television like everybody else is. <laughs> 
In uh, local news... Oh, sorry, were you ready to make up one? Sorry, uh, Brett, go. Head of SBS, Sean Brown, has uh, has announced that um, he was wrong about... Uh, about a couple of things, about uh, his call to introduce advertising to the ABC and his action to introduce uh, advertising within programs on SBS. Uh, from next Monday, no programs on SBS will be interrupted by advertising. It's a, uh, I think here, the television is the winner today. That's, that's fantastic. Do, mm. you, do you have in that story uh, what prompted this change of mind? Uh, he says he just wasn't thinking. Right. <laughs> Just not thinking. <laughs> this, is, this is the best news ever. <laughs> it really is. Uh, this is. This is fantastic. Uh, good news for local Australian actor Josh Lawson, who uh, he's been in... Uh, Thank God you're here. Thank God you're here. Navy Seaboat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue Healers. Yes, I think it was where uh, he first uh, came to prominence. Very, uh, very familiar, familiar Australian face. Uh, he's to star in the lead of the US remake of Spaced. Really? A, a US show's mm. casting an Australian? Oh, no, no, no. I, I mean, the, the shock here is a US show is uh, ripping off a show from overseas to make. Which isn't a shock, but we've, we've known about that for a while. Mm. Uh, and the, mm. the makers... But, but they, they don't seem to be doing it with, uh, with any other shows. No. This, this coming fall. No. Where no, are they uh, shooting it? Space. <laughs> I don't know. Part of their uh, part of their remake is uh, they thought well, it's not really right to have it in a flat. It's called spaced. It should be on a spaceship. <laughs> so, uh, well, you, you'll remember if you had a look at uh, the wait. Is this real? The, or made the up? starter wife. This is real, right? Because my starter made wife up. That's, yeah. was full of Australian actors, um, and it wasn't until oh, I noticed it was that, shot in that Queensland. They no, no, no. kept on showing this, up. That this it was is shot in Queensland. I'm pretty sure this is an overseas production that that he's just got the lead in. Not they're not they're not planning to shoot yeah. the whole thing. So, yet. how's his American accent? Uh, however good it is now, I'm sure it'll be much better when he has a uh, has a vocal vocal coach mm-hmm. on hand. That's yeah. So uh, congratulations to Josh. That's uh, fantastic news. And not me. No, not Josh me. Lawson. Mm. Josh Lawson. I'm not appearing in anything. Uh, Channel Four in the UK are going to be uh, putting fifty million pounds into a bankroll uh, content for digital media, more new programs, and less acquisitions. They're putting £50 million into developing new shows for their channel, and a lot of this money has come out of the money that they were spending on buying shows from the US. So they're going to have a lot less US content, a lot more locally produced stuff, and I think that's something that the networks here could really learn from. Uh, according to Channel 4, they said that uh, back when they started buying shows from the US, it was quite a unique thing for British television. But now every channel has shows from the US and there's more from the US than there is locally. So it's time for them to put the money in, put the hard work in. I think the way Channel 4 runs in, in the UK tends to be really, really good. They, uh, they built up their Channel 4 Films uh, production company that... Uh, SBS tried to emulate with SBS Independent, but they wanted to put ads in the middle of the films, and it just didn't work very well. Uh, and uh, and Channel Four have just managed to to make money and make a make a network work for them. And I think this is a, another great step in the right direction. Good on you, Channel Four. Mm. Congrats! Round of applause. Well-known identity Josh Canal from the Top Rating Box Cutters uh, podcast has announced that he's uh, looking for offers for uh, comedy or drama series. That's comedy or drama series. Josh can be uh, contacted at uh, hooray at boxcutters.net for any producers or casting agents out there. Or just something good you've seen that you want me to watch. Uh, in more news from the US, arrested developer, the arrested development creator. Now I didn't get a chance to write his name down, so I just wrote it down from memory. But it was Mitch Howitz. Is that Her- right? Hurwitz. Hurwitz. Mitch Hurwitz is to make an animated version of the Australian sitcom Stand Up Sit Down. No, no, Sit Down Shut Up. Sit Down Shut Up. Really? 
was yes, sit down, shut up. Are we are we talking about the the Stephen Curry vehicle that that there were claims the, that uh, Summer Heights had ripped up? Yes, this is the, the really 30, the 13-part Channel 10 series that was very poorly received in Australia. There was a reason for that, Josh. It wasn't very good. Uh, also starred Ma- Mark Downey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Sit Down, Shut Up. Is, I think Jane Kitson might have been in there, too. It's possible. Unless I'm thinking of another bad late-night comedy. Why, why, would, he be, why would he be doing this? Uh, I, I don't know, because... The, it, it seems very odd. It seems odd to have bought the concept to then make it into a completely different medium. Uh, it, well, take a step back. It seems odd to have bought the concept. Well, yes. I mean, no, well, I mean, surely he can come up with enough half-baked ideas on his own. But teachers. Teachers <laughs> in, in a sitcom. <laughs> right. A sitcom, mm. it's set in a workplace. But here they're not in an office. They're teachers. Huh? Huh? What's half-baked about that? The rest writes itself. <laughs> Turn it into a cartoon, you've got a winner. Yeah. The thing is, this is Mitch Hurwitz, who uh, two weeks ago we were saying is uh, is, is going to be producing a, an Arrested Development film, uh, and now he's going to be doing this uh, animated series of Sit Down, Shut Up, which presumably, because it's been, uh, it, it's been promoted in, in the press, he's actually spent money on it. Mm. Uh, does this mean that it's going to be a lot longer before we do get an Arrested Development film? Are we going to get an Arrested Development film? And uh, who wants to see an animated version of Sit Down, Shut Up? No one. No one wanted to see the regular version. So That's, maybe he'll, But maybe he'll make it better. Maybe he is really that good that he could make it better. But, but why would he buy the concept? Uh... Maybe it was cheap. <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of cheap ideas out there. Uh, in in a related new story, the uh, producers of Malcolm in the Middle have apparently apparently snapped up the rights to Bingles. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so that'd be good. I, I hope Shane Bourne is getting his uh, his cut of that. I can't I can't wait for the US version of Daily Till Dawn, <laughs> Daily at Dawn, or the Bob Morrison show. Ah, mm. uh, well. That's uh, that, that's good. Hey, see, it's, see, actually, there's, there's that's already in development because uh, Marie Carty's been uh, whisked away to actually work on the scripts for that. Oh, really? Yes. As, is that part of your news? Yes. Brett? yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that that's a winner of a concept—a talking dog. Come mm. on! But it wasn't talking; it was just it was the thinking. thoughts. It, it it was really, you know, the film. Look who's talking now. Mm. It was just that, but just as funny. Mm. Which and didn't even have Danny DeVito's voice. <laughs> Didn't even have Danny DeVito's voice. Hey, uh, David Leckie, our good friend at Channel 7, David Leckie, has uh, come out swinging, according to the Sydney Morning Herald. I wouldn't so much call this swinging as making up excuses. (laughs) Channel 7 has been rating not as well as they would have expected or as anyone would have expected in the first four weeks of the ratings period. Off the back of the huge year that they had last year. Massive year last year. Uh, and David Leckie has uh, has said... Uh, oh, what, I've lost the quote now. I won't take any crap on this. This is his quote. I won't take any crap on this. Yes, our audiences have gone down a bit. We started off slow this year, and I did that deliberately. Really? David Leckie says, in response to slow ratings at the start of the ratings year, I meant to do that. <laughs> I meant... Oh, no, no, no. Does he, does he explain to why he meant to do that? Uh, what, what's behind the strategy? I, I'm assuming he means uh, a slow start to the year. Because they, they, have, they haven't put a lot of their shows uh, that they were fast-tracking on. For example, there's no My Name is Earl, uh, a couple of other shows like that. I, I would assume one one can only assume that's what he means, rather than and of course we it would have been lost eminent, the ratings. It would have See, been I, eminently sensible with the writers' strike to to wade into fast tracking everything so that uh, the actual control of when it stopped was out of your hands. See, whereas I took it to mean we meant to lose the ratings because we're just waiting until the Olympics <laughs> when we'll claim a huge ratings victory, but everyone else will say, well, no, ratings don't count during the Olympics. So- I believe the second part of that uh, that quote was, I want to do you slow. 
He also said, uh, are we in danger of losing our position? No way. Are we coming back? Yes, we are. We meant to come back. <laughs> Don't judge me. Don't judge me after Easter. Judge me after May. There are just so many interruptions again. Don't judge me after Easter. Wait. Don't, ju- don't, ju- don't judge me this year. No, yeah, next year. Hold, next hold year. Back. That's what is going to happen. Hold back. David, really, clutching at straws when, when all he needs to say... Uh, and then he does, he does go and, uh, and slam nine and slam ten, saying, oh, all this stuff's crap. Uh, but all he... Like, it, put in that situation, all he needs to say is, yes, well, television is a, is a changing medium and, uh, and we are a bit disappointed with how things have, have started, but wait until the rest of the year. We've we're got just, a lot of tricks up our sleeve. We're just taking it one game at a time. Yeah, that's all he needs to say. It's, it's not about me, it's about the team. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the best network on the TV on the day. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's learnt nothing from, from looking at his reporters. And, uh, Brett, have you got... No more news? No, no more news. Uh, well, that the second part of uh, right. David Leckie's quote. Yep. Well, that means that that is the Boxcutters News. Hi, it's Pete Smith. They're not really naughty boys. They're just boxcutters going about their business. We're very pleased to have in with us in the Boxcutters studio, long-time listener, first-time presenter of segment, Anna Brain. Welcome. Thanks, Josh. Hi, everybody. Now you're, uh, you're hi, Doctor Nick. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, you're you're here today to talk to us about a, a show that none of us have really had a chance to to watch. I've seen bits of it on the on the Foxtel every now and then, but never really gotten into it. Project, it, it, it's it's a little girly for us. It's, I watch America's Next Top Model. Mm. It's you know that's it's a, little a little girly, girly for Brett and I. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Project Runway. Now, all, all I know about this is it's fashion. It's fashion design. That's all I know. I'd say America's Next Top Model is a good stepping stone. Okay. It's a good starting point, And, Ross, nothing is too girly for you. <laughs> <laughs> Runway pro- uh, Project Runway is, yeah, it's as you said, it's fashion. The concept is it's fashion designers instead of 16-year-old anorexic twig-looking models mm. who spend half an episode saying, God, she's such a bitch because, you know, like, whatever. Um, (laughs) It's actually a really interesting group of people. So a bit more diverse in age. Um, You've got different backgrounds, some of them already working in fashion. For example, this is uh, season three Mm -hmm. of the show. You've got a guy called Robert who's working for Mattel and he's actually designing clothes for Barbie dolls. You've got a skanky hoe called Angela who has no design background whatsoever but, you know, keeps fluking her way through it. So from the start, it's all about people and that makes it better than, you know, just about looks. What happens in a situation where you've got someone who's just fluking their way through it? Mm. Uh, do, do the other people who have... have Gone, you know, gone through the, the ropes and and learnt everything that they need to do. Went went to d- design school and learnt. Do they look down on her? Is that where the drama comes into it? They are so superior, right? They are so superior, and they love to look down their nose. The people with no skills love to say, "Hey, look, I'm just raw talent." So you've got a lot of egos. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of very camp men, um, and some very bitchy women. A, a lot of uh, black rimmed glasses. I would imagine as well. So, yes, there are a few of those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, look, there's a lot of bitchiness. So the show's actually screening at the moment. It's already started. So you've got the initial cull and now's a good time to start watching because it's getting serious. Okay, where is it it showing? Uh, It's showing on Arena here. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess the people who are there now, you know, it's starting to get serious and they really get tickets on themselves. So... This is TV you can shout at. Right. These, these are huge egos, and with every step closer to winning, they really believe they can win. So it's, it's even more fun when they fall <laughs> and shatter. And what are, they, uh, what are they playing for? They're playing for a car. Mm-hmm. They're playing for a design contract with some fashion house, who I can't remember at the moment. Not Mattel. Not Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> Save on fabric at Mattel. Um, they're playing for some good prizes, a bit of prestige, a bit of money, couldn't hurt to win. Mm-hmm. But as I say, some of them are already in the industry, so it might just give them a bit of a boost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have, have the winners of Project Runway, Runway gone on to to get bigger and better things? Uh, 
Yeah. Because, you know, on, on America's Next Top Model, they always like to bring back top models of the past and talk about how they are the biggest thing in Japan at the moment. Or, or like that one who married Mike Brady. And is now <laughs> starring in her own sitcom. Uh, I think you'll find that's Peter Brady. Oh, is it? The middle child. Is it Peter Brady? And starring in the sitcom My Fair Brady. Yeah, that's pretty sad. I did mm. read today about some of the Australia's next top models. Um, Alice, who won last year, is killing it. She's in Paris, Milan, she's everywhere. But the girl who won it the year before her, who was apparently a bit of a bitch, um, is waiting tables in Sydney. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> Not so illustrious. I guess it's what you make of it. Yeah. So, so with the with Project Runway, have they done that? Have they brought back winners of the past? And and not yet. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Okay. Yeah. It's not as good as bringing back a model. You know, what's a designer going to say? This is me. I'm so good. I won. You could be this good. They already think they're that good. They don't need the motivation. And what sort of tasks do they get them to do each week? What sort of uh, what sort of design work are they actually doing? They're good challenges. The first challenge, they set them back to their fancy apartments where they were staying and they said, gather materials and make an outfit. So Mm -hmm. these guys went crazy. They trashed the joints. They took down curtains, bedding, chair coverings, floor coverings and made some beautiful outfits, which was very impressive. But the funny bit was when they went home that night and had nowhere to sleep. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So there are a few twists that are, you know, they're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So so they haven't... so. They're very good at coming up with the, the concepts, but not very good at thinking through the whole situation. Yes, basically. Right. <laughs> um, the show is hosted by Heidi Klum, supermodel Heidi Klum, who you might all know. Yes, yes, yes. She. Yes. Uh, it's lucky she's good looking. Right. <laughs> she does her very best to live up to um, Tyra Banks in America's Next Top Model, and I love Tyra. Is she as nutty as Tyra? Because Tyra is losing it. She's, she is just... Absolutely nuts crazy at the moment. <laughs> I love a fat supermodel. <laughs> I love Tyra. She, I think Tyra comes across as being caring and thoughtful and uh, knows a bit about the clothing. And whether or not she is any of those things in real life doesn't matter. See, that's, that's what, the way she comes across. That's really interesting because to me she just comes across as crazy. <laughs> like, as, as really just off her meds. She's kind of... <laughs> she's that kooky kind of Oprah crazy that women love though. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. And the girls all love her. That, that does make sense. But Heidi Klum is no Tyra. She right. has an awful voice. She has an awful sing-song voice because she's German. <laughs> and when she tells the contestant that they're out of the running, she sort of delivers it, you're out! <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite, it's quite cutting for some of them. But then she tenderly says, I'll fear the and kisses them on each cheek and... It's all better. So, how, how, do, how do they get rid of them? You know, like on a Bachelor, they've got a rose, and on uh, Next Top Model, they push them off a building. Or can, I, <laughs> can, can I guess? I, I think it's uh, is it pinking scissors in the neck? Ah, oh, yeah, no, no, no. They cut them out of frame and say you're cut. <laughs> ah, nice. No, they actually have a good um, they have a good exit strategy each week. They change it each week. Oh, okay. And the good bit is that they don't know, and you don't know who's going to be going. Mm. So. It keeps you guessing. And, and they don't, but they don't say, Bobby, you're all sewn up. Oh, they no. They don't do that? <laughs> no, it's just, you're out. Because I, I don't know if you've been watching Top Chef. I'm a big fan of Top Chef. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, and Project Runway sounds very similar to, to Top Chef, hmm. which is, you know, chefs and, and designers. Whatever. They're the same. They make stuff. We use it. <laughs> uh, but at the end of every episode of Top Chef, they say, please pack your knives and go. Oh, it's so dull on Project yeah. Runway. They say, please clear your workspace. Oh, <laughs> isn't that sad? Pick up your pins. <laughs> oh. So it's a bit dull, I guess. Yeah. Take your thimble and hit the road. Yeah. See, yeah. that would be fun. Take your thimble. You know, no, no, no one says the word thimble enough on television, <laughs> I don't think. I haven't heard of shearing scissors for a while either. No. <laughs> P- pinking, I think, pinking, pinking scissors. Pinking shears, I think. Yeah, pinking shears. Yes, oh. yes. But um, look, what else can I tell you about it? I'm looking forward to the Australian version, to be perfectly honest. So, so they are making an Australian version? Yes, they are, with mm-hmm. Christy Hins, sorry, supermodel Christy Hins, who's 27. The reason I'm looking forward to that one is not because I think it's going to be a great show, because I think there's a lot of potential for us to cock it up mm-hmm. locally. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't. Um, but the reason I'm interested is that Christy Hins is 27 and her boyfriend is 63. Oh. He's a US internet billionaire and they've been going out for years, so they're a serious item. Right. I just want to see the girl who dates that. 
That's entirely fair enough. Mm. I, uh, I I do I, I am looking forward to that because uh, much like the first two series of uh, Australia's Next Top Model, where uh, they Jody had... Wooden Mears. Well, no, oh, she... no, it was um, it, it was it, it was Erica Heinous. That's right. And how well? How did you find her? Heinous. Heinous. Oh dear. <laughs> she... I think she's improving. But Jody Jody Mears is a dead set shocker. Oh yeah, but. At least, uh, at least Jodie Mears doesn't try to sing all the way through episodes of uh, of Australia's Next Top Model, which uh, Erica I'm ashamed to say that I know that Erica can sing a bit because she won that It Takes Two show, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm about to expose myself as watching far too much reality TV. Well, and now she, now she co-hosts, yeah, which uh, is is the height difference between her and Denya hilarious. Is, is just that's entertainment on its own, mm. I think. So that's a uh, Project Runway. Where, where can we see that again? On Arena. On Arena... Which I think is uh, 105. I have... It's uh, somewhere, somewhere on the the Fox... Just keep going up channel, up channel until... Start at 100, which is channel 9, and then keep going up until you find it. Okay. That's that's how I do my channel changing on Foxtel. the Australian version? Is that coming to Arena uh, as well? I don't know what channel it'll be coming to, Mm -hmm. but it's coming this year. To Foxtel, you To Foxtel, yep. Mm -hmm. Um... Can I leave you with one more interesting fact about uh, Project Runway? Please do. All right. The executive producers, Harvey and Bob Weinstein. Oh, formerly of Miramax. Miramax. Names I don't expect to see on the producing credits of a television show. Mm-hmm. My theory is that Harvey Weinstein recently married a New York designer called Georgina Chapman. Now, do you know now, Ross, this, Ross this is, is nodding knowingly, and I can't believe Ross is nodding knowingly <laughs> about is, New York socialites. This isn't your theory. That, that is actual fact. Oh, God damn. <laughs> well, then my theory is correct. Oh, no, no this is... Oh, no, oh, no, 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 this. He was asking. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. This is fact. This is right, solid fact. That, He's that recently fact. married into the designer of a label called Marquesa. Right. Hot label Marquesa, J-Lo loves it. You know, it's doing very well. He married the designer. He bought the label for her. So this part is my theory, that he's going to be using this as a vehicle, the show as a vehicle for his new wife's uh, fashion label. Ah. Oh, we got there eventually. But is, 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 she, uh, is she going to be one of the designers on there? I imagine she might take over in, a, in perhaps um, a judging role. Ah, right. That would make sense. That's my theory. That is a great theory. Mm. Let's let's see how that pans out <laughs> with season four. <laughs> Thanks very much for, for coming on to Box Cutters, Hannah, and, and telling us all about Project Runaway. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Box Cutters. Take your minds back to last week. I was talking about uh, classification times and uh, and what is and is not allowable. At seven o'clock. That sound made, made a lot more sense on the video podcast where the screen kind of went all wavy. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately, no video podcast. And it did a very slow zoom in on us all while we disappeared off into thought about last week. No video podcast. Uh, so we were talking about uh, classifications, what is and isn't appropriate at a seven o'clock time slot because the fattest loser is saying shit a lot. Mm-hmm. Quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, after we recorded that episode, the next night on Fattest Loser, it was like six or seven times. So, I, you know, I was interested to, to know what is and isn't uh, allowable. I went on to the classification board's website to find out they're the people who do all your classifications, your G, your PG, your MA, your MA15+, plus, whatever, for, for your films and, uh, and for, for other content as well. But not television. Mm. On the website, they say that ACMA is entirely in charge of classification for television, which strikes me as odd. Why would they give up that that part of the control? Why would they have so much control over every other part? So, what of- else do they control? I think radio as well. Really? That's, that's, there was so something- films, games. Oh yes, and games. There's, there's no uh, classification for for video games. So uh, there, are, there are various games that just can't get released in this country, uh, which there's a there's a lobbying effort at the moment to have that uh, rectified. But not television, which uses a very similar rating system to the films and the games. So I find that very interesting. Uh, went off to uh, to ACMA and sent them an email, 
have not heard back from them, surprisingly. So uh, I am still trying to find out for you good people because I know you really want to know. Really, it's just me. I'm interested. Mm. There, Mm. I've said it. Broken through the fourth wall. What about those ads that they have, you know? Have you seen something that... Not not the uh, not the terrorist ones, you know. The, no, the, yeah. the, the, oh, that's the, free TV, free, yeah, t- yeah. free TV Australia, yeah, don't they? Which is basically the free TV Australia is an, is a body controlled by the commercial networks uh, as part of their self regulation. Yes, so they have they have nothing to do with the classification. Uh, they take complaints. They take complaints and uh, and look into them. But so does ACMA, and mm-hmm. we all know what a toothless shark ACMA is. Interestingly, about Free TV Australia, I was at a barbecue earlier this year and somebody was trying to uh, convince me that Free TV Australia was a Christian lobby group and that they wanted all of your complaints so that they could build up their arsenal of complaints and (laughs) write letters in to get shows like Californication off TV. And then he went on to say... And it works because they did get Californication off TV. <laughs> At which point I had to explain to him that, no, the season just finished. <laughs> you ridiculous imbecile. Mm, mm. Now, uh, talking about uh, rating stuff, uh, when does... Uh, well, no, so wait, you think wait, wait, you can wait, dance? Wait, wait. Is this Cla- real? Yes, this is real. <laughs> okay, um, when does uh, So You Think You Can Dance go to where? Does it, is it 7.30 to 8.30? 7.30 till 9 o'clock. Um, because last night, apparently, the contestant who was ousted uh, dropped the F-bomb uh, when he was told, and uh, it was live TV, and it went out. Right. Yes. Well, uh, 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 David Coulthard, when, cool. he, yeah. when he had his crash on uh, on the weekend uh, and was quite unhappy with the other driver, uh, said he hoped that the other driver would apologise for his mistake, or he was going to kick seven kinds of shit out of him, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which went to air live, uh, uh, not only in Australia, presumably around the world. So, uh, which I'm, I'm sure they uh, they weren't too happy about that. See, uh, and that just that just brings me back to to the Grand Prix, and and I was there, and I've got issues with Coulthard about that because it was actually his fault from the way I saw it. But yeah, it's. Mm. It's 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 funny the way he tells it. <laughs> Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible. I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. Crap TV, SBS. Crap TV. They're almost synonymous, aren't they? <laughs> oh, I thought that was going to be it. <laughs> <laughs> this, this week in Crap TV, uh, SBS. My little Crap TV is about SBS and uh, their way that they're advertising Top Gear, which uh, has actually gone back to the start of the season where they first started off in the uh, studios that we're now so familiar with uh, that we've seen in later episodes of Top Gear. Later good episodes of Top Gear. They're saying uh, they're, they're, they're extolling uh, viewers to tune in for a new look Top Gear. Mm. No, it's the old look. It's the old crappy look. It's the look that you get from a bunch of photographers that don't know what they're doing. It's the look that you get when you don't spend a million dollars per episode, a million pounds per episode even. Matter of fact, I got it now. It's the look when you don't have James May with... The uh, the hamster and uh, Jeremy Clarkson, uh, but instead have uh, some crap dude talking about secondhand cars and uh, what great deals you can get. It's it's. Do, do they still have the stig? Yes, they they do have the stig. Who, um, if, you, if you believe rumor, won this week's Melbourne Grand Prix. Really? Yeah. The the rumor is that Lewis Hamilton is the stig. Oh. Which uh, which I find really interesting. He is an amazing driver, but I would have thought too young to have uh, started off as the Stig mm. well, back ob- in the day. Ob- obviously, they're still coming to terms with having having their own tame race driver uh, in these early episodes because they don't they don't have uh, the traditional kind of introduction to him about some people say blah blah blah. Um, also, they they have a lot of the uh, the metrics. Is that what you call it? about uh, Te- of the car telemetry on screen? The right. telemetry of the car on screen. So G forces in various directions and and a little red 
dot moving around a map of uh, the the course and uh, the countdown on there. And it's very it's very clunky the way that uh, it's actually commentated on. Well, uh, so, Lewis Hamilton actually in a, a more recent episode of Top Gear, I think hasn't aired in Australia yet, uh, was their star in a reasonably priced car and uh, did do it in record time. It was, uh, mm. was very impressive to watch. Mm. So, so I suspect that this is um, SBS. Well, I think through this, SBS is devaluing the brand of Top Gear in Australia. And that, that should really be calling it Classics. Yeah, that, classic mm. episodes. Classic episodes of Top Gear. Classic, classic episodes you've never seen before. Mm. Right. I mean, what are they going to say? Tune in for our crappy has been episodes that should have gone to air five years ago. Well, you see, I I suspect that maybe their strategy with this is so that people's expectations for the local Australian version of Top Gear aren't as heightened as they would have been going straight from <laughs> the good looking Top Gear to the crap Australian Top Gear. <laughs> It's an interesting conspiracy theory. I like it. It makes sense. It really does. It wouldn't just be that Top Gear's rating so well. I thought, hey, let's chuck some more on. We've got a whole lot of hit these in the vault. No, I don't think so. Because because what they what they were showing was two years behind anyway. Mm. So, so so Brett Brett's theory. I can't think of any other good reason. SBS now that they have advertising. And now, especially that they have advertising inside their shows, is the most sinister organisation in Australia. <laughs> oh no 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 no! It, the most uh, sinister TV organisation in Australia. Oh, okay. is, is it worth the worse than more, more, more sinister than Free TV Australia, who are really just a Christian fry <laughs> <laughs> trying to get? Well, if that's your true, then maybe it's a lie. Probably. <laughs> is it worse than Channel Ten editing? You know, an obscure point of a Simpsons episode into the ads just to make you think that it's a new one that you hadn't seen before mm. or re-editing different ads for uh, repeats of house so because you know obviously you get fairly familiar with the ads as well as with the episodes they cut together a new ad that's maybe something to do with you know are yeah. they really doing that yeah 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 they do that all the time channel 10 are the worst at it in my opinion but no, yeah they, they do that quite commonly they're, they're simultaneously the worst and the best at it yes yes uh and they uh oh, prime minister's here uh <laughs> he um, uh, <laughs> they uh i i think with channel 10 that's more sly than sinister i don't think that channel 10's mm. bar had been set as high as sbs has had in the past so I think that SBS is more disappointing with what they're doing than um, <clears throat> pretty much what we come to expect from Channel 10. Right. Right, so there's there's no opportunity for Channel 10 to bar up then. <laughs> oh, there is, but everybody will be surprised. Right. So if they're going to show, say, a new episode, a new series of Brotown, they, they might <laughs> chuck on Drawn again just to lower everybody's expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Take South Park off. <laughs> Drawn to, what is it with Drawn Together? People, people, together, keep, trying yeah, to, not drawn people together, drawn together. keep trying to get me to watch Drawn Together. Oh, no. And no, uh, no. no. <laughs> Interestingly, the same people who love Family Guy try to get me to watch Drawn no, Together. No, they, they are not synonymous. Oh, I, just, I, I can see the weaknesses of Drawn Together and uh, uh, the magic of Family Guy. If that's magic, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, question three. Which can Are all these going to be about war? No. i got loads of... i got one on tennis, one on the Suez Canal. Loads. OK, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Congratulations to Chad Lockwood, who won our Crumpler Prize this week. Well done, Chad. He uh, correctly answered Time Trumpet as one of the shows that Armando Iannucci was formally involved in. So, congratulations to you. And he takes away this great prize, which you can see on the video podcast. There is there. no video podcast, the, so you uh, can't see it there. The lovely baby blue it's and orange crumpler uh, bicycle courier bag. It is a lovely bag, that one. It, it, is, it, very nice. it is a great bag. You can put lots of stuff in it, and you'll be a hit at all the parties, Chad. It's called The Hoax, if you're looking for it on the website. I, I think Chad already is a hit at the parties, but this will make him more so. Well, now yeah, it'll be yeah, yeah. a hit with the ladies. Now, again... But, but the great thing about this bag is that you can put a stick in it and then use that stick to beat them off with. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, right. beating them off with a stick taken from the crumpler bag. Yeah, they should call it a stick bag. 
<laughs> well, you can fit more than a stick in it, though. Yeah. You can fit a stick and... Uh, stick bag plus. And, and maybe a copy of The Stand, the, the extended version of, uh, of, of Stephen King's The Stand, which I have almost finished reading. This isn't about me, though. This is about oh. Chad and Crumpler and the joy they're going to have together. Uh, so that was that was the quiz. You'll fit about a dozen stubbies in that one. That's how they. That's how they, they measure do, things at Crumpler. They do like to measure things by how many six packs you can fit into their bags. It's very impressive. That's Crumpler. You can find them at crumpler.com.au. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table. We were talking about the uh, classifications earlier. <laughs> I love that topic. And uh, uh, Anna was telling us off air earlier that uh, apparently the Herald Sun, Melbourne's Daily Astonisher, was... Uh, Daily Astonisher? Daily Astonisher was writing... Uh, that's a little nod to my friend Jonathan, who regularly calls it... The Melbourne has the Herald Sun, so the Melbourne Daily Astonisher. Sydney has the Daily Telly, which is... The Sydney Daily Astonisher. Uh, they had an article about uh, Ramsey's kitchen nightmares and uh, and how it's on at a bad time slot for all that much swearing. Not just a uh, not just a, a an article, a phone poll. A phone poll. Mm. Mm. So an article telling you, pointing you in a direction to lean, and then a question to answer to see if you lean the correct way or not. <laughs> now there's. Uh, th- the amazing thing here is that, swears or not, it is one of the most popular shows on television at the moment. And, doing very well. And it's, it's, it's well. been on before, but just didn't have the same popularity as, as it does now. It's really impressive. And it, it, it's a really good show. The, I should clarify that. The UK version is a really good show. You don't like the American one? No, I think it's terrible. Oh, really? Is it what they're oh, showing like, at the moment? They both... They both absolutely uh, kick ass compared to the Australian uh, chopping block, which, oh, yes. which it's which is heavily ripped off from. <clears throat> yes, the the, the chopping block hard, is. Though. No, that's true. But yeah, I, I you know I don't uh, I, from watching it. I don't think the American one's that much worse than the UK one. I uh, I do. I just it it doesn't have the same. But maybe because I, I watched so much of the UK one and got to know the rhythm of it. Also, one of the things that I really like about the UK one is that they do go back six to nine months later and see how the restaurant is doing. Has it failed or has it succeeded? Whereas in the American one, Ramsey gives his advice and uh, and, and uh, just pisses off afterwards and we never know. There's no closure. There's no denouement. Which is which is quite common with, the, uh, with I think, with the British shows, which they don't use so much in, the, uh, in overseas ones. I know with uh, British Changing Rooms, they always went back six to 12 months later and checked how the new room was going. And in something like 90% of the cases, the rooms had been changed back to the way they were. Really? Yeah. See, that's that's great. And that's, yeah. you can do that when, when you're doing very few episodes and a long lead time. Mm. Whereas in, in America, they like to do lots of episodes and no lead time. Get it on air while it's still shooting. And of course, uh, Backyard Blitz never did that here, um, especially with the reports that they used uh, sub-quality fields that, that were full of weed seeds. And um, they, they, oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, we were talking a few weeks ago about Footy Classified and uh, how it would go without Wayne Carey. Uh, the first episode screened last Monday. Uh, I actually thought Glenn Archer was better than I thought. Right. But uh, he, he's still no Wayne Carey. Right. Uh, I don't think he's a particular media talent. Uh, and also, uh, speaking of footy shows, the uh, the regular, the footy show, came back, I'm assuming, for both codes. Did the NRL one go ahead with Fatty Vorton? Yes. Remember we were talking about it? I didn't. I don't watch the NRL. I don't really care. Apparently, uh, with him vomiting after being on the Vomitron or something. Right. Uh, yes. Classy. Yes, yeah, so classy. Uh, that's, that's so much about football. Uh, there was a couple of things about the footy show. Uh, they did a whole... They had no footy, obviously, to talk about, so they spent about an hour talking about Sam Newman, which was uh, painful. They also had uh, had Kiss on. I I'm, I'm really don't understand why a show about football has... Any kind of music on, uh, particularly rock acts, when it's a whole band, 
they, they kind of half opened the set. So you kind of had the audience, then the set where everybody sits, then the band kind of somewhere behind in the distance, all kind of huddled together to be seen from around the corners of the stand. It just seems like mm-hmm. a very odd uh, very odd choice to me. I don't know why they have yeah, rock bands at all. They don't do the staging well in the studio for the footy show. No, I don't. And, I mean, it just seems pointless to me. I mean, why bother getting anybody on at all? Because it's the it's it's colour and movement. Yeah, that's that's I, true. I have to say, had I known that Kiss was going to be on the footy show, I would have watched the footy show. Mm. So maybe that's why. Maybe there are Kiss fans, I and mean, I think the thing is, Kiss fans will do anything that Paul Stanley tells them, and or Gene Simmons tells them. Like whatever whatever happens, if something says Kiss on it, Kiss fans are there. Mm. Uh, whereas ordinarily, the footy show, I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, they did a. Uh, uh, they had a. They're trying to break exclusives and stories every week. They did a very reporter-driven story about uh, about Carlton tanking, and uh, might have a bit of a talk to James Talia next time he rings up about that one. That was. Uh, uh, it was very close to coercion, I think. Of liberatory. Yeah. Uh, not much. Not much story there, and. Uh, yeah, very much a reporter-driven story, trying to get an exclusive, really poking and prodding. Liberatory didn't come out and say, oh, I want to expose this, this is something that happened. He was, as came out in the interview, he was contacted and uh, seemingly pushed into it by Craig Hutchinson. So Craig Hutchinson's still in that uh, serious journalist Yes, very much so. Very much so. And, and there's always a thing that they're trying to break a story each week. So, Which mm. is... Again, sometimes it's just football. Hmm. Sometimes, yeah, exactly. sometimes it's not drama. It's not politics. It is just football. Yep. And uh, you know, I'm a Carlton fan, and I'm I'm quite happy just thinking they played crap. Yeah. They went yeah. out there, tried to do their best, and they weren't good enough. Mm. It's uh, that just it does seem like very strange footy show behaviour. But at the same time, the footy show has been losing ratings steadily over the past few years. And need something to to bring it back. So what we're seeing here is them throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Well, well this is quite common with last year as well. They 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 do try and break a big story each week, and that, that goes back to the Eddie Maguire days. You know, they they were the first to to announce that Ed Witten had died, and you know Ted Witten and all that kind of stuff. So um, which which is fine when there is a big story. Yeah, yeah. When there I'm is not, a big story, yeah, like I'm not that, defending it's... them at all. I'm just saying that's that's where it comes from. Yeah. Uh, so that. That is that is annoying. Talking of Wayne Carey, uh, which I heard tonight on a current affair was uh, paid one hundred and eighty thousand dollars <gasps> for his spread in New Idea mm, with his girlfriend, with his girlfriend uh, uh, Kate about, Nielsen, talking about uh, their problems with cocaine addiction and stuff like that. Uh, interesting coverage with from Paul Bongiorno on Meet the Press on uh, Sunday morning uh, talking about his grotty little tale or words to that effect. Um, nice bit of editorialising there, Paul. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's more the sort of thing we're meant to do, not Paul Bongiorno. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he's kind of taken seriously, I, I suspect. Well, he is. He's a, he's, he's a, a well-renowned but journalist. It is a bit. It is a bit shit that he's making. I mean, has Kerry not had enough given to him on the platter that he needs to make, you know? He has to put up with snide kind of crap like that from... What's what's even worse is that, uh, you know, they talk about, oh, well, footy stars, they're uh, they're, they're supposed to be role models and and stuff. And all I get from this story is that you can get paid a lot for beating up your girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. That's how is that good for anyone? Doing drugs that's, and beating up your girlfriend. That's not going to sell cereal. Mm. It just uh, that makes no sense. It's mm. it's terrible. So anyway, Wayne Carey, someone was started on, and then we oh did you oh you already did that right? Sorry, mm. did I cut you off? Was that no, was no, that all you? I know no, no, oh, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you were going to the Paul Bongino thing, right? Got it. Great to see Australia's own Grant Bowler on Lost as we. Uh, as we said, he was going to be a few weeks ago on this show. Uh, made a uh, made an appearance in the episode that will go to air this week on Channel Seven. Yes. So, uh, so great to see him there, and still still wearing his medivac uniform, which I thought was uh, was was really interesting. He didn't have the bald head though. No, he didn't have the bald head. That that was disappointing. It, they, they did have a helicopter. They did have a helicopter, and interestingly, also uh, in Lost, there is a story about a mole. So. Uh, 
there's lots of Grant Bowler references. There. Yeah, he he should surely his training as the uh, as the host of the mole should uh, should mean that he as the on loss should be able to find the mole more easily than anyone else. Yes, yes. And uh, moment of truth started last week. I don't know if either of you have uh, have seen the ads. This is the uh, fantastic lie detector. Let's ruin their live show. Uh, the ad says, and I quote. At the end, the show they're calling genius. Who? <laughs> Who? I've heard the a lot show. Of, the show's producers oh, are calling genius. I, I've I've heard a lot of things said about this show, and none of them come close to genius. No, I've, I've mm. never heard, uh, manipulative, tawdry, uh, ho- horrible, <laughs> mm. uh, saddening. Uh, a new uh, a new benchmark. A, a new low. A new Nadir benchmark. Mm. Uh, never, never genius. No. Or maybe they're saying the show they're calling genius is on another channel. Oh, maybe, maybe it's just maybe, maybe it's just the, part. The voiceover just goes quiet. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's that's it. Yeah. Uh, it rated an appalling eight hundred thousand. I think in its uh, in its first fifteen minutes, and then just kept dropping after that. Uh, we were right. People in Australia don't want this. They don't want it. They don't want it when Americans do it. They don't want it when Australians do it. They just don't want it because it's a horrible concept. We're, I don't think we're that bitter or cynical or nasty. We like to watch things and, and have fun. Or we like to watch idiots get money. We're quite <laughs> fond of that, apparently. But uh, when it comes to, to this, when it comes to some kind of uh, emotional torture... I think that's where Australia draws the line. And they say no bingo. <laughs> Plus, we do we do love it when people say no bingo. <laughs> Plus, it's on uh, it's on Channel Nine on a Tuesday night. Everybody's uh, too busy watching whatever celebrity latest thing is on Channel Seven. So yes, it's in the it's in the Channel Nine death slot. Yeah. Now, uh, the breaking news uh, over the week was uh, Gavin breaking, breaking, breaking news. So. As in your news from this No, week? no, no. This is actual, oh, this actual, is actual news, news. Actual news he's got for us. Was um, Gavin Disney's legal problems uh, with uh, some sexual assault uh, charges? I which, think um, I, read, I read the word rape. Mm-hmm. A little well, bit rapey. Rape is sexual assault. Yes. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's hardly news. It's from uh, 25 years ago. It's from Ballarat. It's from when he was 18 years old. It almost broke a couple of years ago, but uh, you'll be hard-pressed if you're watching the news breaks to I don't think actually Disney, hear about any of that stuff. I don't think Gavin Disney was 18 years old. No, I, I think, think he was. The, no, I thought, I thought the, the victim was 18 years old. Email us your Gavin hey, Disney hey. rape story to hooray at boxcutters.net. Hey, my, my reliable source was telling me today that uh, he was 18 at the time. Right. I don't know. That would make him about 43 or something now. Yeah, which seems a, a bit young, but a bit young to be producing Hey mm. Hey. Mm. Mm. That's Maybe he was, uh, yeah. Anyway, it was hardly a new story. Uh, yes and no. Let's get him on. What's he doing now? Gavin Disney. Well, nothing. I mean, that's the... That's the thing. What's anybody who was involved in Hey Hey? What are they doing now? Daryl Summers. What's he done lately? Crystal. Nothing. Lucky Phil. Lucky Phil still floor manager. Really? Day. Still still floor manager at nine. Yeah. Oh, great. Mm, he's very grey these days. I mean, I'm sure Brett could tell us what a few old Hey Hey members were doing this morning. <laughs> <laughs> No. Well, Red Summers was on ABC. <laughs> you you were uh, looking what, through any windows. This what was uh, <laughs> was uh, was Wilbur watching uh, Sunrise or Today? What does he prefer? Um, <laughs> what was, tell me, although he was what on, was he wearing while he was, he was eating on, his cereal? Bread? He was on nine AM uh, last week, shaving his head. Right. Mm. Well, there you go. And that so clearly, he's a bit of a nude nut out there at the moment. Clearly, that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 124. On that bombshell. <laughs> I think I, I I'm still trying to work out which is, uh, which is more news, Gavin Disney or, uh, or, or Wilbur Wilde. I just can't. I can't get my head around that. It was uh, for a good cause. Which Shame one? for a cure. Oh, oh Wilbur Wilde mm. was for a good cause. Very uh, special thanks to our, uh, our special guest. Anna Brain. Anna Brain. And we'll be seeing more of her uh, on the video podcast and, uh, and, and hearing more of her in the show. Yeah, you won't be seeing anything. There's no video Boxcutters.net slash vlog. You can email us, hooray, at boxcutters.net if you want to tell us what you think uh, about anything. 
to do with television. Hooray at boxcutters.net. And yes, thank you very much to Anna Brain for, for coming in. And we're very discreet if you've got some uh, anonymous tip-offs that you want to uh, slide our way. <laughs> yes, sure we are. This, we are. <laughs> we are because we always forget who our sources are. I think that's, that's a very important thing to, to note. Uh, I want to say thanks very much to Crumpler who give us bags to give to you, the listeners. Next week there will be a quiz question which you can enter and win yourself a Crumpler prize. As I said before, you can check them out on the web at crumpler.com.au. I also want to say thanks to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. You can find them at rrr.org.au. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go into the iTunes Music Store and write a little review on the Box Cutters page. Others have, you could too, and it will help other people find the podcast. So you're sharing the love. Or, you know, uh, we, we freely uh, encourage you to uh, pirate this show on any of the torrent sites around the world. You can do that. Uh, we'll let you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we won't send any cease and desist uh, no, no, notices. No, no, no. Share us, share us with your friends. Uh, they'll thank you for it, I'm sure. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time. It'll be Easter Monday. Sure, why not? Same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. <laughs> hey! <laughs> and the music's the music's running. That's the first time ever. Cropley oh, started the music too early. <laughs> uh, hey, do, we, do we have to do the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> the whole, uh, 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 be careful uh, out there. Get out of the